Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Shad. And this week we cover 1988's Forever Mine, Trapped, Trapped Alive. This is the movie that has 9 billion titles. Coming soon from AIP Home Video. Suspense runs rampant in this spine-tingling thriller where a remote snowbound wilderness becomes the setting for a night of terror. Trapped alive. On their way to a party one Christmas, Robin and Monica are abducted by three escaped convicts. They never arrived. When the young getaway driver tries to avoid a police roadblock, he turns into the site of a long-closed mine. Something touched me! The group must somehow find their way out of the maze of tunnels. And away from the unseen evil which lives in the mind. And hunts its prey. The trap. Now, the nightmare begins. There's evil underground. Featuring international film star Cameron Mitchell. Trapped Alive. Coming soon from AIP Home Video. I think this is one of the films that you know... That may or may not. I may be wrong because I did not research this as I raised my glasses up my nose. Uh, this to be true. But does it happen to have a director that's a foreign director? Was this even filmed in America? Or this is one of these films that are like filmed in some other country? That I don't know. But it does seem like those tend to have a lot of, uh, a lot of different names. Yeah, I hadn't seen any different covers with any like other like foreign names attached but when we saw this on the era video um app we uh noticed it said trapped but then the picture itself said trapped alive and then when you look it up it comes up also as the forever mine which makes sense because this movie is set in a mine it i think this is like it's a mix between my bloody valentine and i'm trying to think toxic avenger pumpkin head maybe like not, <laughs> not pumpkin head but you know what i mean it's like a mutated like someone that was a like human the, that's not that's no longer human-esque it's like the hills have eyes mixed with like you said my bloody valentine yeah 
because it uh, it was made in 1988, but it's one of those ones that sat on a shelf and didn't come out until 1993. So it was already well past the prime that it was going to make money by the time it finally came out. And yeah, this movie was a trip. You got to take a look at the different covers for the film because they all tell a different story of who they were trying to target for the film, even though... It may or may not have anything to do with the movie. Yeah. (laughs) The VHS cover has two women on the cover that are not in the movie. And it looks like it's a women in prison kind of movie. It's got the two women looking like they're dressed in, you know, the sexy convict looking clothes. They're looking through bars. Neither of which are in the, neither of these women in the movie. And then they're like, oh, they're trapped alive. It's like, um, okay. Yeah. There's two women in the movie, but not those specific women. women. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones that's fun to look at the marketing because you're like, wow, they were just throwing it out everywhere trying to appeal to someone. Now we have a pair of... I'm going to synopsis of the film real quick. Okay. This is how I interpreted the movie. Some girls, one slutty, one not so slutty, go out to get laid. But, alas, they run into some trouble, which happens to be some ex-convicts that just escaped... And they get bamboozled. <laughs> I shouldn't say bamboozled. I should say they get kidnapped by these amazing convicts. And they end up in a mine because they're running away from the police. And they have car trouble. And obviously with the whole, you know, fighting for the car with the girls and everything. Um, which that whole scene is frustrating. But we'll get to that in a second. Uh, they end up in a mine, and in the mine happens to live a savage mutant. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. This is the movie, okay? That's <laughs> and, it. Wow, what a movie it is. It is a weird fucking movie. It has a woman that looks like... She looks like Cher mixed... Like, if Cher and... Oh, uh, the lady, the lady, uh, Shelley Long had a child. Yeah. This would be their daughter. Like if they, <laughs> these two women had a daughter, that's the daughter that they would have. Yeah, it's it's a and then the the cannibal in the mine looks like someone just said, "What fucking makeup do we have left? We have like a big crazy. Let's put a big crazy wig on him. All right, now let's put some overalls and let's. Just, they just threw whatever the hell they had together and we're like, okay. And also, he's the slowest moving cannibal in the world. I mean, to be fair, he is very old. And also, um, he's a mutant. So, you know. Maybe he has problems with his legs. Shit happens. Yes. That's exactly. joint issues. It is the worst makeup or mask. I don't even. It's just so terrible. I couldn't really look at it. But they don't actually linger for a really long time on it either because it's one of those where it, the we less can't. you see, the better off you are. Yeah, we gotta have you in the fucking shadows. Um, this is where we're having you. We gotta have you like just hidden under and popping out. Maybe a freaky eyes popping out, kind of shit, that kind of thing. Because it's pretty terrible. Yeah. So to get a little more specific on it here. The thing that we found so frustrating about at the beginning is the two girls are going to the party, which I love your description of the party. They were talking about the party like we're going to go there and we're going to meet some hot guys and we're going to get lucky. Then when they cut to the party, 
But he said it looks like the fucking uh, residence of the... Uh, the Brantford apartment building from Rosemary's Baby. It's all fucking old people in the party. Like, who were they going there to have sex with? Because, all of them witches. Because all none of these guys looked like they were going to be able to handle these girls. They were all, like, way past 60. But So they see the convicts that have just escaped. There's somebody flagging them down on the road. Now, the girls have a gun in the car. They take a gun out of the glove box, and she's like, yeah, get the gun just in case things go crazy. So when things go crazy, she doesn't use the gun at all. She just points it at him and holds it there, and they just gently pull it out of her hand. They're like, yeah, we'll take that now. Thanks for the gun. First of all, yes, there's the shot where she's holding the gun to the guy's face lingers for enough time for her to have literally shot him in the face Got out, walked like, around bitch the smacked car. <laughs> the other fucking one with the fucking gun, and then the, get the other one out. There was enough time for all of that to happen. Nothing. She's like, I have a gun in my hand, and just me holding the gun should make you nervous and run out of my car. Just me holding it. Nope. They no. just continue the hijacking. Oh, and then not even that long later, there's another opportunity with the gun. And also, after. They know they're going to get raped and you're, no shit is going wrong. Like these Yeah, are, they, the guy straight up it's says... It's like four guys. When, oh, it's three guys because he says... Oh, that's three guys. Three guys and he straight up says, yeah, when we get you where we're going, we're going to have some fun. And he's already like running his hand up her leg going, are you wearing underwear? Yes. Like, so you know the rape is coming. But yet you, ha- you get the gun again. And you hesitate again. And you hesitate. Like not even like... It, A second hesitation. Like there was... You were we were counting off time that that you know like one two three shoot him shoot him shoot him shoot him. Nope, they did not. Some this doesn't happen at this moment. Some uh, way down the line, the girl somebody tells one of the girls, "Good old Miss Annie Oakley." What the at that moment the bitch missed like two times. It's later on when they finally when they get the gun and finally someone's doing some shooting. But she fucking misses twice. Annie Oakley, Annie Oakley would have shot that motherfucker right in the eye, like in between the eyes. Without it, her eyes could have been closed, riding a fucking horse. She could have done this. Okay, like and they're like five feet from the guy, and they still couldn't hit him with the gun. It, yeah, that was it. Was just oh my goodness. Now, what was your favorite part of the film? I, there's. There's so many parts here and there um, for me. Okay. But I, for I want me, you. Okay. The girls are, you know, they're arguing with the, they're fighting with the guy, the convicts. They crash the car. They drive it over the mine shaft because there's snow everywhere and they don't see the mine shaft. So the car crashes in there. Oh, the slow motion. Um, the slow motion fall. Yeah. That's a pantry one of my favorite. Into a mine, yeah. Yeah. So they, they had plenty of time they could have got out of the car. They didn't. And then they slow motion fall. The car goes down into the mine. So don't ask me why, but in that moment, I thought about Labyrinth when Jennifer Connelly's going down and all the hands are grabbing her, but yeah. it's because it's that slow. There's like a panty shot of one of the girls because it's going so slow. They were like, and her dress is going. Well, no, that's the panties. second time. That's the second fall. Oh, the first fall is the whole car goes into the mine shaft. And then the the car starts to explode, and that's when they run and slide down the second shaft and further down into the mine. That's when you see the panty shot. Well, yeah, no, that's that's the uh, fall that resonates in my mind. Yeah, that was also one, a slow motion fall. Yes, they were, there was a lot of slow motion. But well, after this happens, there's a sheriff's deputy who's driving around, 
and he sees like the smoke and the fire coming out of the mine shaft that way and he's like hmm should probably go investigate so he goes over looks down in there and sees that and it's like and he hears a noise it's like oh it's the mine caretaker's house just over here i'll go over there and see what's going on now at this point you see a woman in the caretaker's house get out of bed with another dude look out the window and he's like hmm, okay the sheriff is coming this way the sheriff comes in within two minutes they're fucking like they it's walk not two minutes. It's, it, it, it's not not even be two minutes. He walks in the door. She says, "Like, hey, uh, what are you doing out tonight, big strong sheriff's deputy?" He's like, "Oh, uh, I just need to use your phone. I can't seem to get my radio to work." And she's like, "Oh, well, I got a phone you can use." They're banging on the floor. It's, it's like a porno full on because she even at one point like he's trying goes, "I should probably get up and go check on those people that might be dead in the mine." While we were in here fucking, I should probably go look into that. And she's like, hmm, you want to take the elevator down the mine shaft? I've got to, I'll just play with your shaft. And then she just starts going down and he's like, nah, all right, this is happening. So I'll just wait a little longer. At no point do they ever explain who the dude she was in bed with was. We never see him again and he is never mentioned. So what the fuck was that? Was just like the husband, a boyfriend, another dude that she was just like, we've had our fun, go. There was no other cars around. Where did this guy go? I don't know. They never mentioned him again. But it, I was like, when is this guy going to come in? Is he going to be like a mutant brother or something that they're having some kind of crazy incest with? No. We just never hear from that guy again. We never hear. But at least that scene, though, with her makes sense later on when there's the big reveal. Uh, because she was obviously stalling because she knew what was going down Yeah, in the mine. So, you know, you got to love the movie that's like, you know what? We don't really have much of a movie. We have some chicks. This is going to happen. But we're going to ha- we have to have a, a plot twist. What is this plot twist going to be? Oh, uh, we got to explain where this mutant comes from. Let's spoiler alert, by the way. It's going to be the father of the daughter that you met earlier, the Shelly Long share share Long <laughs> Shelly Long uh share daughter lady the woman living in the caretaker house yes who just had sex with the sheriff it's gonna be her dad and she's just been you know taking care he was a good strong independent hard-working father because there's a whole this movie also they had to fill time because there are so many like long monologues it makes it very dramatic and it's like is this movie like serious was this a made for tv movie because i could explain that would explain why it would be like that if it was a made for tv because it was very dramatic at some points to the point where it's hilarious not to the point where you're like oh man this is some fucked up shit like like it's getting real yeah there's like a five minute monologue from the one girl's dad he's just sitting around after the party going ah the girls never came to the party which first of all they're going to they're going we're going to go to a party and get laid tonight your dad's at this party where you're going to go get laid he's the one who threw the party it was his yeah. dad's party i'm like you're going to your dad's party to get laid you know she i, I don't i don't, know. I don't no. think they were going to that party Maybe they were going to another party. Let's think that they were going to another party. I would hope they were going to another party because I don't know anybody that wants to be like, yeah, I'm going to go to my dad's party and pick up one of his sexy old friends and we're going to do it tonight. (laughs) You know, that's like, oh, this is getting weird. 
Um, the monologue, by the way, is to his dead wife, okay, who he's holding a picture of her and he's like reminiscing and like talking about like how he's had to raise a daughter alone and how intelligent and amazing she is and all of this stuff. It is just so funny. And then, you know, you gotta have like one of the convicts is like the young guy who like, you know, he didn't really kill anyone. He's just a driver. He's the innocent guy, but got on mixed with the wrong crowd. He's attractive. You know, he's gonna catch the eye of the rich girl whose father is like a famous lawyer. The guy that just had the long ass monologue. <laughs> it's very... It's, it's, I don't even know, but I would not, if someone came and said, Hey, should we watch this movie? I would be like, yes, you fucking need to watch this movie. Cause it is something that needs to be watched because it is just so out there. <laughs> There's so many crazy scenes. Like finally the sheriff's deputy gets done having sex and he's like, yeah, you know, I guess I should probably look into those people that might've crashed into the mine. Now they crashed into the mine. The car exploded. And they had to they had to run from the car and everything. He like slides down on a rope. It looks like it's like six feet down into this mine shaft. He slides down into it and just keeps going down there looking for him. He seems to have no trouble getting into this mine. So I don't know why they were all so worried about it. It's not a cutaway sex scene like they would have in the movie where it's just like maybe you show some boobs there's a kiss and then it fades to black and and, and you're like the next morning no no you know? it goes on for a while yeah it's like full on like she's fully naked like he's laying on top of her like he's caressing her they're showing every detail of it it's very it like you said it was kind of like softcore porn mixed yeah, just, in just shows up right in the middle of the movie there and so, you know, they go down there and, of course, there's all the tension between the convicts and the cop and the women. Because the one convict has got the woman down there going, dance for me. No, dance slower for me. Yes, this is the scene I don't want it to get to. The <laughs> dance slow scene. I could just immediately rape you. But I'm, I got, you know, I've been in jail for a while. and I got fantasies. I have fantasies and I want you to fulfill these fantasies. I it's This is going to be romantic you're gonna want to want this i'm not gonna just force myself upon you i mean i am but i want to you know make you work for it a little bit even though i'm the one that's forcing myself it was very weird so he's just like asking her to like seductively do like a strip tease for him and be happy about it and very slow like a slow strip tease it's for and he's just they call him face because he has a big red like Gorbachev spot on his face. <laughs> and he's just got there, you know, like at one point he just lays the gun down and is like, oh yeah, this is going to happen. She tries to grab the gun. He's like, oh no, you're too slow. Yeah, she was so slow. Maybe when you're, you know, like Shad said, maybe you have a boob out to mad distract him before you go for the gun. You don't, you need to hold his attention. You know, he's seen a girl in a dress. Come on. Yeah, he hasn't seen a boob in a while. He's excited, then you know, grab for the gun. I I swear to God, there was a point where he just threw the. It looked like he was horrified by when she finally did show her breasts. Like he was just so disgusted by it. Maybe he had like issues. I think he was supposed to be like. It was supposed to be like, oh, I'm so excited, but the way the guy played it was like, oh god. Yeah, like, like, oh no, I, I didn't want to see your breasts, or like, like maybe when he's been like in jail. 
they've like messed with his mind and like anytime he does finally get to see the boobs because he wants to see the boobs right but when he finally gets to see the boobs they like replace it with some other fucked up memory like cockroaches are eating his dick you know or some crazy shit where he has to like it wouldn't surprise me in this movie (laughs) but i love that like once the cop arrives you know he had he handcuffs the face guy to some bars they find down there because there's like a just randomly in the middle of the mine there's like a jail looking door that's blocking off part of the tunnel they handcuff the face guy the rapist to it and oh we forgot to mention one of the guys dies in the car wreck and when the sheriff finds him his face has been eaten off and his stomach his intestines are all out all out and it's, I mean, that, it was rather gruesome. Yeah. It was very sickening. So they chain face to the to the jail door, and they're all off talking, trying to find a way out or whatever. And then you see what looks like the fucking claw from one of those claw games just slowly lowering down from the ceiling. It reaches over, it hooks face very slowly, and then it very slowly starts pulling them up towards the ceiling. And everyone just stands there for the longest time. Looking at it going, oh no, what's happening? What is happening? And finally, he's like, hey, somebody want to fucking get me down from here? They try to pull him down, which of course, you know, when you got a guy who's got a metal claw hooked into him and you pull down on it, it does not go well. Your best thing to do at that moment is to jump onto him and grab onto his legs. And try to pull is, him down. Which is what this guy does. I'm like, this guy is literally on a fucking huge ass fucking meat hook. And you're going to add weights to the fucking, like... What is it? The protruding like area where the fucking thing is in? No, don't do it. It's not a good idea. It's it a terrible keeps idea. Pulling him up, and of course he's handcuffed to the door, so he gets fucking Gerald gamed before it's over. Like it just rips all the skin off his hand and pulls his hand out of the handcuff. Then he gets pulled up there, and then we see Cannibal Daddy, and he immediately rips his throat out and starts eating him. And everyone else is just like, huh? I guess that's a thing that happened. <laughs> they just move on with their life. They just. Well, we should probably try and get this door up. So they go with their master plan to, again, here we go in slow motion. They're going to jack the door up and all crawl under it. Now, before the the second girl, you know, the one that was going to be making the, the one that was doing the dance, what I was trying to say, as she's going to crawl under it, that's when Cannibal Daddy slowly lowers himself down on the hook and comes at her. The sheriff deputy, for some reason, has his leg at a weird, like, almost 90 degree angle under the uh, door and of course the door suddenly drops and breaks his leg so he's got that going for him then the girl is being pulled up on the hook with like he just has his hand around her like holding her and he's got his foot in the hook and it's just lifting him up and i'm thinking who is running this because he was like cranking it by hand earlier but maybe later it was the daughter i don't know but they're lifting him up and she's like oh no no don't let him take me don't let him take me just shoot me she doesn't even try to get away or anything. So the one convict just takes the sheriff's gun and shoots her in the head. Yep, he sure does. And it's just like, I guess this is better than what he's going to do to you. So he just blows her head off. She did not want to live that life and have the mutant babies. And also, she was very uppity. So she was not... She was like, look. She was like, oh my god. Like, a mutant touched me? I just need to die right now. I just need to die. Yeah, like so that's what happened to her. She just wanted to die. She couldn't. She couldn't deal with it. Um, you know, th- you. I would definitely give this maybe like two and a half knives is what I would give it. If there's no one recognizable in the film, not that I 
Maybe from... No, like almost everyone in it. Like, I, I don't think either one of the women that was in the movie ever acted again, from no. what I could tell. Yeah, the two girls, they never did anything else. And it didn't seem like the other people that were in it, they had, if they had any parts, it was just very minor parts in older TV shows. So no one went on to do anything. This movie was just kind of forgotten about. It's one of those things that kind of Arrow specializes in, where they find this forgotten shit... And they're like, oh, look at this. This is kind of funny. And put it back out. Because otherwise, I don't think I would have ever heard of this movie if we didn't have that Arrow channel. Yeah, there's so... I mean, if you're like a fan of horror, you know that there's just so many movies that just got made. It was it was like a fucking machine. Just bam, 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 bam. You know, coming from all different countries and... Just like just shooting them out, it's so there's, crazy to think how many horror movies have been made. Yeah, and there's always going to be these ones that you're like, well, I've never heard of this one, and that seems like this is like Arrow and Vinegar Syndrome. They love to put that kind of stuff out, this weird, crazy shit that you've never heard of before. They're like, okay, well, let's give it a try. So we tried this one. It's, you know, I, I'm not going to say it's a good movie, but it's an entertaining movie and it's a fun one. And there's just crazy shit throughout it. Like I couldn't believe when he put the like fucking claw down it looks like the damn claw machine claw that you see at the movie theater and that just down there like snatching the guy up i was like oh well i guess he had time all these years to build a special claw just in case someone came into the mine <laughs> it's a mine so the claw was already there to like dig up the big ass like you know rocks that's what mm, i'm going with yeah i guess so it's a it's a mine claw it's like an know. improvised he just improvised what he had there but I wonder, like, okay, he's been there for, like, 40 years. Like, why, why would he just come out? Why did he have to stay in the mine? Like, he was trapped. I mean, Shad, though, wait, stop. Just stop. Did you see him? He's what, not going to fucking Kmart and everyone's just going to be buying their fucking 25 cent socks and living their best life. Like, he was a fucking monster. He had, he, there was not going to be a life. that way for, before he spent 40 years in the mine? I mean, he had to be normal at some point because the daughter wasn't... I mean, she was weird looking, but she wasn't... Well, yeah, wasn't. Well, he had the accident in the mine. So that's what got him. Remember, they... The, you know what's so crazy? There was a cave-in. He was trapped in the mine. Yeah, and then he he went... They all went crazy. It was like a event horizon situation, oh, that's right. but in crazy. the mine. Yeah, they all went crazy in there. Yeah, and then there was... I think there was a mention of, like, whatever chemical, whatever the fuck was in there, got on him. He ate everyone. He ate the survivors. There was a lot, I mean, there was, I love the, there were so many intricate, like, b- b- backstories to these characters. They had, characters. like, three backstories of movies going in this. Yes. The the young guy had a fucking story, you know, he had a story within a story. The, you know, she was a rich girl with the fathers, whatever, but she had layers, like, everyone had something. And it was way too much to have in a horror film. It's like, okay, guys, this is a horror movie. Like, let's get to let's get to the mutant in the mind. Okay, yeah, we don't need like the whole backstory of like I'm trying to like redo my life and you know trying to find my way out of this, but I don't believe in the system because the system gave up on me, kind of thing. And I'm just like, no, no. And he coincidentally meets the rich girl who's a nice rich girl she's not the uppity one she's like the heart of gold like oh i'm just so nice you know justice for all my daddy happens to be a fantastic lawyer at the drop of a hat of me just saying daddy i need you to help this person 
and the daddy's gonna say yes because your daddy's little girl. It's that kind of scenario because she literally just asked him. And he was like, "Yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help him out." But what I love is at one point they're trying to get out of the mine. They think the only way out might be through a uh, underwater passage. And while he's taking her like fancy golden glittery belt to bandage the sheriff's deputy's ankle, she hands him the belt. He bandages it. He looks up. She's in her underwear, shoeless and ready to go. Like she's just in her underwear, but she left her special pearl necklace on. She didn't want to leave that behind. No, that shit was expensive. And it was a double layered one. It wasn't like a, just a regular one. Mind you, it was probably some shit from the thrift store, but we're under the facade that she's a, a rich girl. So, And then she dives into the icy cold mine water without a second's hesitation because, oh, hey, I'm a really good swimmer. Oh, we just brought that fact up now. Well, she didn't need it before. She was in the fucking mine. She just, that's why there was no, there was no look at her, her taking her clothes off. It was a decision she made. She's a, uh, an, a woman of action. She's like, I'm a safe. This is actually, now that I think about it, I know I usually don't like or say these kind of things, but this is one of those movies where the woman actually fucking saved the day. She, yeah. It's because of her that they get out. You know, and it's not because the guys couldn't do it. Well, one of them had a fucked up foot, but the other dude could have done it. But she just did not hesitate, which you really didn't see like a strong female, you know, like a fine Laurie Strode. You got the Laurie Strode. That's 1978. This is like 1993. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. Uh, 1988 um, in the time of the movies being filmed. So this wasn't like, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was refreshing but weird for its time but then immediately when they get out of the mine she's just like carry me and jumps into the guy's arms yeah <laughs> and he has to carry her through the snow until they find the police and it's like she's not like a tiny little petite girl either i'm not she's not like ginormous but she's not like 78 pounds either you know look it she did the fucking work and saved their lives she's literally wearing a fucking lace bra and panties okay it probably costs more than all of their outfits put to fucking together that's all that she's wearing she's not wearing a fucking fur coat or a fucking parka she's booty naked she can't be walking <laughs> in the fucking snow with her fucking no shoes on which she did have sh- like slippers she had no shoes then instantaneously she had like slippers very thin slippers and yeah she had no shoes again yeah they kept the shoes kept coming and going um but this woman did the work you're going to fucking carry her to where she needs to go now. She's done doing the work. She's rich. She doesn't do the work. People do the work for her. Okay? <laughs> and But she went out of her way to save these bitches. Like, I, I'm, I'm good with the caring. She's like, yes, what was my life? I did my duties. Now, carry me, bitches. Carry me to safety. And she does. And then she goes back to being the rich girl in the car asking her daddy for favors. It's, yeah. it's wonderful. Yeah. Um... This movie's crazy. Look for it. It's from Arrow. It's called Trapped Alive. And uh, you should definitely check it out because I'd give it a two and a half too. It's it, it's entertaining. It is. Well, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Jump Scare. Stay tuned to the horror. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.